BizQuick podcast hits on the struggles and advantages of being an entrepreneur. It's for anyone who's made the commitment to burn the boats and not look back. Are you a busy entrepreneur or small business owner trying to do it all? Then this podcast is for you. Julie will take you through the details of building a strong business. Hit the subscribe button and gear up for another episode of BizQuick Podcast. Hello and welcome to BizQuick. I don't care how many times I hear that intro by Pat Hilton. It fucking gets me stoked up. I love it. And today, for the first time in a very long time, I'm talking months, we actually have a regular full-length episode of BizQuick with a guest. I've got Michelle Fuller here with me, and Michelle is my co-host on Otherwise Undamaged. We have that podcast together But we're not here to talk about that podcast. We are here to talk about Michelle's coaching business, her transformation that she helps people with, and all the amazing things that she is up to. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you, darling. It's a pleasure to be interviewed by my co-host from the other podcast. (laughs) This will be less of an interview and more of just a conversation, kind of letting the world know. Because we don't really, we don't, we never talk about business on Otherwise Undamaged. Mm-mm. And you've been on, you've co-hosted the radio show with me a couple of times, and we don't really talk about business on there either, not coaching businesses that we have. So this will be a good opportunity for us to actually brag on ourselves and all of the different things that we are capable of doing, but really more bragging on you because I <laughs> brag on myself all the time on Biz Quicker <laughs> and Biz Quickie, which I don't know if you've listened to Biz Quickie yet, but... It's the most fun that you can have in 15 minutes in business. <laughs> it's the most fun you can have in business in 15 minutes. Yeah, it is. All right. So before we jump in, I always like to tell the listeners it is Thursday, September 15th. And I am so glad that y'all are tuning in because you are going to enjoy the shit out of this episode. So Michelle, let's just start with you letting our listeners know what is it that you do? What do you coach people on and what makes you so fucking amazing? Well, my initials to begin with are MF. I have the best initials ever. I'm going to go ahead and own that. (laughs) The company name is One Bold MF. Hey, you can take that any way you want. I'm a transformation coach. I know that coaches get a slimy name out there, but let's be clear. Coaches are utilized in sports all the time. Coaches are actually utilized across the nation in many different industries. Julie, you're a business coach. You Mm -hmm. understand this. It depends on what you're going to a coach for. What I do is help women who are in their forties and beyond start the next chapter of their life. Most women come to me on the heels of a divorce or some kind of heartbreak. And this becomes the invitation for them to really decide what's important and how they want the rest of their life to look. I found myself in that position five years ago. I completely changed my life with the help of an incredible coach. I never looked back. 
because I had such an incredible coach, because I learned so much from him, because I took that and expanded my knowledge. I practice what I preach. I now do the same for other women. I help them accomplish those kind of results in their life. And I know that your clients get amazing results. Part of the reason that you are so good at doing that for your clients is because you have been, you went through it. You had, you started on one side and you moved to the other side. People who are unfamiliar with you, they could really learn a lot about you, how you work, how you, how you speak to people and how you help people move through transition just simply by following you on social media. I put a lot of content out a lot. You put a lot of really great content out on social media where you were giving people nuggets of things that they can do, actionable things that they can do. Now, I will say this, you recently had a post that triggered me a little bit. Ooh, do tell. And I was going to, I was going to comment and say, I'm triggered. And then I said, yeah, that's not really like, I don't want to do that because even though I was truly triggered by it, I thought this isn't a conversation to have on social media because I didn't want anyone to look at it and think that I was being antagonistic towards your message because I love your messages, but I just, it was a post that you recently made about Labor Day weekend Mm, and I don't remember the exact words and honestly, I cannot, I will tell you that a lot of times we read things and we can translate it differently in our brain than what's actually written, but my interpretation of it was that if you were single, Labor Day weekend was going to suck for you. I was triggered by it was I thought there are a lot of people who are single by choice and it's not necessarily being single isn't a bad thing, but if you are single because you don't want to be or you're too afraid to make changes or if you're in a shitty relationship, that's a different message. And so I was like, I know that I'm interpreting this. I'm triggered by this. And this is about me and not about Michelle's words. And so that's why I didn't, I did, just was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to comment. Cause I didn't want to, I didn't want to put negativity onto your post. I welcome the feedback. Oh, I know I, you I, do. I usually get DMs from people who are triggered by my posts. <laughs> Brian triggered someone and they reached out to me privately So you're not my ideal client though, darling. I am not. The the woman who is on the heels of another failed relationship, on the heels of another divorce, who maybe has kids in high school, maybe has kids in college, who is sitting at home by herself or going to parties and solo, who is feeling like something is missing, who desperately wants that relationship, but doesn't know how to make it happen because she's wounded. She's scared. She blames men. That's my ideal client. That's the woman I'm always talking to because hello, that was me. That was me. And I know how that feels. That post came from my heart and it came from me remembering many labor days in the past before I met Joey on the heels of really bad relationships. And I mean, quite honestly, in some bad relationships desperately wanting something different, but feeling completely hopeless to Mm -hmm. make that happen. That's the woman I'm always talking to. I 
first off, I love you so much. And thank you for actually saying you're not my ideal client. (laughs) Because we tell people that all the time. When I'm working with an entrepreneur and helping them launch a business or get their messaging correct, we talk about, think about a singular ideal client. That person Mm -hmm. will represent probably thousands and thousands, if not millions of people But your people will know when they read a post on social media, she's talking to me. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. it's funny that I read it and I'm like, what the fuck, Michelle? Like, no, there are some people who are perfectly happy not being in a relationship and not even recognizing she's not talking to me. And I know you're not talking to me, but that's how desperately I want to support everything you do. (laughs) I want you to be talking to me, but I don't want you to be talking to me. If that makes any sense. I know the women that I serve because I have been that woman. I know how they feel, Mm -hmm. get in their head. I know the emotional roller coaster that they ride. I know the doubt. I know the lack of self-esteem. I know how that feels. I also know how that woman feels in corporate America or in her job. She's driven right? She's driven as fuck. She gets shit done. She always has, but you know where she fails and where she feels the most shame relationships. Mm -hmm. It's the craziest thing. People used to believe before I made my transformation, before I hit my rock bottom, that I should be happy that I should have everything I wanted. I was extremely grateful for what I had been able to create in business, in my life, with my kids, my relationship with my kids. But the success that I felt was severely shortcut by divorces, by a lot of relationship trauma and trauma. The fact that I chose men who treated me, frankly, like absolute shit. I did it over and over. Not only did I choose them, but I stayed with them far beyond the point where they showed me who they were and how that relationship was going to unfold. I'm here for that woman. I'm here for the woman who has everything that she should have, but is missing the one thing that she really wants. I love that. I support that. And I, I love how well who your client is a very important part of being successful in business. I want to go back to something that you said earlier, and that is we were talking about slimy coaches, the gurus. And I just recently had an epiphany around this. Maybe epiphany is the wrong word, revelation, or made just a really strong move on it, thinking of it more like checkmate. And this is what I mean. I have always thought since we, since I started SB Pace, because SB Pace is coaching and consulting and more coaching lately than consulting, that it is so hard to get clients because so many coaches are just absolute thieves and they misrepresent what they're able to do and they're gurus and they're overcharging and underdelivering and all of those things. And I always thought of it as a disadvantage for SB Pace and for the coaching that I do. And I have recently realized it is a fucking advantage because there are so many people who recognize they need a coach, but don't know how to find 
the good coach. They're willing to make the investment, the financial investment, the time investment, but they have Mm -hmm. to find the right person. So if I am able to articulate and speak to my ideal customer and I can talk about the authenticity that I bring to the table and the knowledge and the experience and I have those testimonials from people that I have worked with, then it is an advantage to me that there are so many people that suck because I don't suck and I can really move in and help people. No, I know you can, because I always tell you, God, you're so amazing. Like you so know your shit. You just zoom through so many things that would keep me in perpetual business hell. (laughs) Seriously. She's incredible y'all. But if you're listening, you already know that when it comes to my ideal client, I've had my experiences with bad coaches too. I would say, Mm -hmm. do your due diligence. I actually wrote an article about this. What's more important? Is it experience or is it training? Well, I think they're both important, right? I don't have a degree to support what I coach, but (laughs) y'all. You do have a degree though. I I have a life degree. You have a master's in bad relationships. I really do. I, I have three or four masters, to be honest, several. <laughs> you get a PhD. I have, I have real world experience. Yeah. I am not young either. I have not only real world experience in very bad, failed, blown up relationships. Think of a volcano. That's the best way I can describe my relationships. And then I also know what it feels like to recreate something from scratch. I did. I burned my bridges. I moved. You don't need to move to create a new incredible relationship, but I did. I moved. I dated in a very healthy way. Once I healed my bullshit and then I met my fiance and I can tell you I'm in a relationship with a man who I absolutely adore, who I have fun with every single day, who makes me laugh, who loves me. And I love him. I would have never, ever thought, by the way, that this was possible because it was never modeled for me. Those are the women that I talked to, the women that didn't see healthy relationships when they were growing up, who are alpha females because they didn't think that they had a choice, Mm -hmm. who are maybe scared of receiving love because it feels too vulnerable. Those are my women. Those are my clients. Those are the ones that need me. So how typically, what's an engagement? If somebody's going to hire you, how long are they, what does it look like? Like how long do they work with you? How do they work with you? What does that look like for you? Most of my clients work with me three months. Okay. It's the least, well, I don't want to say it's the least. I do allow women to jump on a call for an hour if that's what they want. I always, listen, I don't take any clients unless we talk first. This isn't a... We're going to get on a phone call. You're going to offer me the money and I'm going to take it. I do not operate that way. Coaching and having clients is a relationship. It is. You should want to pay me. You should want to do it. You should want to be in my space. And you know what? I should want you in my space. Yes. So I'm very picky about who I actually let come into my space. But if you're coachable and by that you're willing to do the work, typically I require you to do at least three months because no change can be created in one phone call. 
you can get the hit of dopamine. It may make you feel better. It may make you feel empowered to make one small move, but change happens over time. It's not in one moment in one call. Sure. And for my listeners who want me to ask the question around (laughs) pricing, I'm not going to ask it. And here's why. Not because either Michelle or I are shy about that conversation, but because this podcast will forever be available and I don't want Michelle to quote a price that is no longer going to be reflective as her business grows, as her experience grows, and as she becomes more and more in demand. So if you are interested in working with Michelle at the end of the podcast, she's going to tell everybody how they can find her and all of that good stuff. I want to know if you've ever had to fire a client. Not yet. Not yet. Isn't that amazing? That Well, that just shows that you really do the upfront legwork of making sure that it's a good fit and that they are people that you want to work with and that want to work with you. There's nothing well, worse than having a client who won't do the work. Oh God. And that you have to coerce into doing things. When you hire a coach, you are what you're really saying is you have something I need or want, whether it's mindset, experience, skill set. that's what you're really doing when you hire a coach. So when you hire a coach, you need to make sure that they're a good fit for you. Not just that, you know, I'm a good fit for my client. You want to make sure that you're hiring someone that is a good fit for you because listen, you don't want to hire a coach. That's going to be your best friend. You don't because you you will never, ever change with someone who tells you how fabulous you are all the time. Now you are probably fabulous, but what you need is someone that supports you and kicks your ass. I want to say a phrase to you and I just, I'm not going to tell you how I feel about it one way or the other. I want to know how you feel about this phrase. Sure. You can pick my brain once you've paid that invoice. Oh God. I say that a lot. You do say it or you see it? No, I see it. It's icky to me. Me too. It's really icky. Here's the thing. There are always going to be people that have questions that violate your boundaries, that probably abuse your time, but hello, you're in charge. You don't need to put that on social media. It's unnecessary. I would never put that out there. I have plenty of women that reach out to me in the DMs and ask me questions, and I always answer them. I do too. I've never turned anyone away. It's not that will always be the case because as the demand for my time increases, I may not always have the ability to reply to every DM I get, but I think it's exchange. And I really believe in karma. Mm-hmm. And I think karma is a boomerang. And if you're not careful, it's going to hit you in the face. You Mm -hmm. can catch it or it can hit you in the face. And if you're putting out bad karma, then I think it's always going to hit you in the face. That's just my opinion. I understand why people do put that out there because I know that there are people that will inherently abuse your time and try to get something from you over and over without the equal exchange of value. However, that's on you. Like, God, I hate to even, well, I don't hate to say that, that it's on you. If you're allowing people to violate your time, that's on you. That's not something you need to put on social media. Yeah. 
I, that's how I feel about it. I'm with you. I think it's cringy. I hate it. Mm-hmm. It's it's gross. And it just, every time I see it, I'm like, ah. there's a, a, like, I think Amazon sells a mug that says it a coffee mug. And I'm like, that, that's not a saying I want on a coffee mug. I recently hired two different coaches. I went really heavy on two different coaches. One of them is it's a networking group and I'm very happy with it. The other one was a pretty significant financial investment for SB Pace and then ultimately it will be for Certivium as well. And this particular coach is really, it's a group of coaches and it's designed to really help us build the pipeline get more sales, more conversions. So it's very strategic, tactical for growing the business, very Mm -hmm. intentional. And just recently they turned over the first piece of work that they are working on for SB Pace. And I reviewed it and had Francis and Stacy review it as well. And they're focusing on one thing where I'm going to, they're going to help me sell a mastermind and pretty much a mastermind very much like the one I ran back in February what was interesting is when they built it they built all this stuff out around it you know basically the pillars of the mastermind and press release if you will around the mastermind and all this stuff and I'm very excited about it they positioned it as being a mastermind for women only and wow. Stacy and Francis both asked, we always have our, we have a weekly team call and they both asked me yesterday on the weekly team call. So are we like only working with women now? <laughs> and I said, it's interesting. I don't know why they put women only. I don't want to have that conversation. I provided feedback on what they have turned over. It's not complete yet, but I'm not necessarily opposed to it. I think there are in many ways less resources available. I also think for female entrepreneurs, sometimes it might be easier in a group setting if it's only other females in there. And if you are easily intimidated, I don't, I'm not really sure how I feel about it. I didn't hate it, but I'm like, this is new. We are not, we don't typically serve just women, but this is Mm -hmm. for this program, it would just be women. I'm open to it. I'm open to it. I like it. I understand why. Well, I really believe with you, especially you attract women and men. I know that my ideal client is women for right now. Ironically, I get a lot of great feedback from men. It's really funny. Men love your stuff. It's really interesting to me that men love what I have to say. I'm really thinking about in the future, creating something just for men. Oh, I think it would be fantastic. Men really gravitate towards my message, but right now my focus is on women. I really believe in empowering women, not from a victimhood place. You know how I feel about that. At this age, especially, it's so important when you have had heartbreak and you've had more than one and you're in that desperate place where you should be happy because you're successful in business, but you're not because you're missing that piece, which is a relationship. It is my utmost desire for women to help them create that because listen, if you're 40, you may have 40 years left. Maybe, maybe. Are you really going to spend the rest of your life doing the same damn thing over and over with men who don't deserve you? Or are you going to create 
the relationship that you want intentionally to live out the rest of your life with someone who adores you and who you adore. Dude, there is nothing better than that. Nothing better than that. And with that, we got to start wrapping up. I need you to tell the listeners how they can find you. Go ahead and pitch the shit out of yourself. Go for it. You can find me on my website, oneboldmf.com. I'm on Instagram, of course. Onebold underscore MF. And I'm on Facebook, oneboldmf. Well, thank you so much for coming on BizQuick today, for being the first guest of season four and I'd love to have you come back because this was a fun conversation and I'm sure we could fill up another 25 to 30 minutes to the listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Please like subscribe, download, share, do all the things, give a review. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with biz quick, biz quicker or biz quickie until then peace out. Thank you.